Let's go. We see the hype outside. Right from the house. And we're live. Welcome back to Mescal and Moguls. It's your boy, the one with the scar in his face. Your boy Scarface. And today we got Weecho. What up? Uh, Julio is not present right now. He, it's, it's okay. It's Lily's birthday, so happy birthday, Lily. Uh, that's a pass. Yeah, that's a pass. Yeah, we'll pass. give him a pass. <laughs> but today we got a special guest. Uh, I've known this guy for a little while. Uh, Abel Trejo. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, he even said, he's like, I'm a little nervous. I think everyone has said that, too. Yeah, it's weird for like because you're just in a room and you're talking to a mic. Yeah. Which is weird because... You do that all the time, just talking to whoever. But yeah. when you put a mic in front of someone, it's different. Oh man, I'm, I'm kind of a quiet guy overall, so I'm always <laughs> there, just listening for something. All right, I know yeah. what I can say, what I can't yeah, say. Yeah, because I messaged him when uh, he got requested to be on the podcast, uh, and he's like, "Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh," he's like, "Oh man, oh, OMG, <laughs> OMG." Um, thank you for coming on. I, I've known you for quite some time now, and you also have a dope story. So I want people to hear that. So I mean, let's get start in the beginning. Are you are you originally from Idaho Falls? Yep, born and raised. Um, you know, spent some time away. Like I went to college, went to Utah State. Um, followed my girlfriend. We uh, she went to Hawaii, and then I followed her out there, and then got engaged, got married, come back, came back home, and then started my life again here. Started your life again yeah. here? Yeah, because I remember we we used to do like basketball back in the day too, like church ball mm -hmm. and things like that. So that was pretty cool. So what, what school did you go to? Uh, for like high school yeah, or high school. So high school, I went to skyline. Um, and then, you know, graduated, took a year off, decided what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. College school's not for me to be honest with you, man. Like to this day, I don't even know what I want to do. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Stuff and, like that. And you also, you have some brothers and sisters, right? Yeah. I have a, Two older sisters, an older brother, and then I have a younger brother. Oh, dang. I thought you had one older sister. You have... Yeah, we got two. Two. So it goes uh, your two sisters? My two sisters, my older they... brother, me, and then my younger brother. Okay. And he, he's the youngest? He's the youngest, yep. Oh, dang. Yeah, I messaged them, too. I was like, hey, like, give me the dirt. Give me the dirt <laughs> on the bell. There's but not the... much, man. <laughs> so um, you, you mentioned it earlier that uh, you went to... To Hawaii, you followed your girlfriend to Salt Lake first. No, so Utah. I went to Utah State just because, like, I wanted to go from home, like, away from home, but not be like super far, just in case anything like were to arise. And like, went to school there and started dating my girlfriend, and um, she ended up like going applying to school at Hawaii. And then I was like, well, I want to go too. Like the and, BYU Hawaii, yeah, or? BYU Hawaii. Okay. And then like she ended up, she got accepted, and I was like, oh. well. What's this going to mean for us? And she's like, we'll make it work. And I was like, all right. Well, I decided to apply and, you know. You also got accepted. I also got accepted. And it's like, from what I hear, it's a hard school to get into. Mm. It helps if you're a minority. And I just happened to be a minority. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right, I'll take it. So I went and followed her there. And, you know, it was it was a good spot. I love, I love Hawaii. Did you guys start at the same time? No, she started a semester before I did. So she started the fall semester and I went in there the winter semester. So how did your parents take that when you're like, I'm going to go to Hawaii? Uh, they weren't super happy. Well, they were happy, but they weren't like thrilled to say the, like, the least. It's, it's like, so far. It's so far. Um, and then like there was like a hurt, not a hurt, an earthquake that happened during that time. And they mm -hmm. were like calling me. They were like, 
is everything all right? And I was like, I was like dead asleep because there's like a four hour time change. And I was like, I don't even know what's going on, but I'm sleeping right now. <laughs> like, Imagine like your phone is getting blown up and then you wake up. You're like, like I've been asleep the past few hours. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? So nothing. It wasn't too crazy. that earthquake? We got like bigger waves. Just for, I think it's the, the earthquake in Japan. That's what happened in oh, 2011. Yeah. And I think that's what what was going on. And we got like. Wasn't there tsunami, a tsunami, yeah, tsunami, yeah, tsunami effect for us, but we didn't get anything. We got like higher than usual waves because like the school I lit, like I, where I went to the, we were like right on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Like campus street uh-huh. beach. Mm-hmm. Like what, what part of Hawaii or like where in Hawaii was it? Lae. Lae? Lae. It was the island of Oahu. Oh, wow. Call that my second home because I've been there quite a few times mm-hmm. since then. How? Did, no, go ahead. Uh, had you been to Hawaii before you went to there? No, that was the first time like oh, I was. Mainland guy going to see the ocean for the first time. I was like, "Damn, this is dope." That's awesome. Yeah. Everybody's all brown like you, and I was like, "Hey, yeah." There's people wearing brown pride shirts, and I was like, "Shit, like, dude, these guys get down." But uh-huh. they were a different type of brown pride. <laughs> How was that? Like, like what? Knowing that you wake up every day living in that on that island, like just going to school, like that. Some people go for vacation just to see yeah. those views, and you're living there it's kind of different though like because it's like you're doing your homework you're going to school you're, you got a job and like handling your business and so everybody's like hey let's go do this thing tomorrow and it's like eh, now nah, i got i got i got a bunch yeah. of weekends to go like I, i'll take my time and like yeah. i'll focus on my schooling yeah. and then like when school's over it's like oh hey like <laughs> i didn't get to do a lot of the stuff <laughs> i wanted to so it's like you kind of take it for granted yeah. i feel like that's how it is like for when you go to la or people that live in la they're like well, especially when they come in at the shop and we're like, oh, do you ever go to the beach? And like, no, we don't have, like, we don't ever go to the beach because we don't have time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like that's kind of the same thing where yeah. you don't have that time to enjoy all that stuff until and you just put it on. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, and then you finally get time to do it. It's like no one wants yeah. to go with you. And you're like, yeah, shoot, I'll go by myself. <laughs> so, how long have you guys been dating, like, before, when you guys started that school? So, we were on and off. So, we've known each other since the seventh grade, but we never really like dated. Mm -hmm. We just like knew who each other were. We kind of, we didn't have like the same group of friends. She was like, not like a goody two shoes, but she like, (laughs) she was on the straight and narrow and I was out here wilding out and (laughs) doing stuff. I wasn't supposed to as a young 15 to 18 year old. Mm. And like senior year, like we started talking and we actually like started dating for a bit. And then she broke it off because I was like still doing the same, (laughs) same thing. And, we were going to, at the time I was going to go to Boise State and she was, I think, BYU, Idaho. And then, you know, I did not, I didn't end up going to Boise State. Mm-hmm. I ended up going to Utah and like just, you know, had having a blast. And she like contacted me again out of like the blue and we just started like hanging out again. Dang. It was weird. Dang. Weird how the wor- world works. Yeah. yeah. So like how, how long were you guys together? So before we got married, we were together for, for two years. For all oh, for two years? Yeah. And then like officially... And then we've been married for nine now. We just did nine in July. Dang, nine years. Yeah, dude. I'm one of those old guys, old <laughs> couple. What, what, was there any? Uh, well, we'll get to the schooling. The schooling is it expensive to go to Hawaii and and live there? And the schooling isn't because with a church school, it's a private school. Um, since if you're a member of the church, yeah. you get basically in-state tuition. Mm. So my semester there. I spent like a quarter of what I spent at Utah State because mm. I think Utah State with tuition, uh, room and board and out-of-state tuition, 
I don't know if I already said that. It was like ten grand, dude, for that full year. Dang. And I was like, holy crap. And I think I spent like twenty five hundred for one semester there. Wow. And I so, had like a meal plan and like a dorm and everything, dude. Twenty five hundred? Yeah. But you had to be a member of the church. Yeah. So since you mentioned that, I know I'm I think you were baptized Catholic. Mm-hmm. And then you converted over to Mormonism? Yes, sir. Was it because of your girlfriend or? No. So funny story. My, all my roommates were uh, Mormon. I had like two, even like my football, like I had guys that were on the football team at Utah State that I shared a dorm with and they were Mormon, but they just, they weren't practicing. Mm-hmm. And I had this guy from Saudi Arabia who was taking like the lessons from the, like the missionaries. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, kind of just going to class and like, I would see him talking and I'd be like, Oh, hey, what's up? His name is Abdullah. Mm-hmm. I was like, what up Abdullah? And then like, I'd leave and he's like, Oh, you should talk to this guy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he ended up being the one that like passed missionaries on to me. And, mm-hmm. and then he just started like giving me lessons. And I was like, dude, this is like, I don't know. Like it felt like, almost getting like a second history class mm-hmm. they were telling me this i'm like i really like guys i don't have time like yeah maybe some other time they're like oh okay that's cool like we'll talk to you later and then mm-hmm. they just kept calling me and i was like all right what do you want to tell me like <laughs> <laughs> tell me what you got to say and then like just read these passages pray about it and mm-hmm. i'm like dude i don't even pray dude i'm like i don't even know what to do. yeah what do i even ask kind of a thing <laughs> hey up there uh <laughs> yeah basically like hey uh, jesus <laughs> hey big guy it's your boy <laughs> big jc uh <laughs> But yeah, and then like, so they just kind of like, I don't know, the, the thing that changed my like view of it, there was this big old guy from Texas and they're like, hey, come to church with us. And I was like, all right, I'll go to church with you guys. It's like, I have nothing else to do. My car was broken down. So I was actually staying in Utah for the weekend because mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't have my car and I, didn't, I couldn't go home. So I was like, whatever, I'll just, I'll go to church with you. I have nothing else to do on a Sunday. And there's, there's something called fast testimony. It's like the first Sunday of the month mm-hmm. and you basically go on the pulpit and talk about what you like feel or what you believe is true. Kind of like your testimony. Mm -hmm. And there's this dude that was like, you know, big old 200 pound football player, dude. And he started bawling. He was like straight out crying. And I was like, what the freak? And like, you get a warm feeling. And I was like, man, maybe I should like pay attention to this a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Like if this dude's out here crying in front of like a bunch of randos, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It kind of touched me. So that's when I started taking a little bit more seriously. And then, and then I told my uh, girlfriend about it, and she was like, oh, that's so cool. And then she, like, started, like... And she was already a, a member. She was already right? a member, yeah. Okay. So that's kind of how it started. Yeah, because uh, I remember uh, when I heard that you converted over to Mormonism, I, I think a lot of people thought it was because of your girlfriend mm-hmm. and her, you know, her religion views. So it wasn't because of that. It was because that you actually, like... Yeah. And I don't blame them for thinking that because, like, yeah, we spent a lot of time. Yeah. And it's not, like, a bad thing, like, to look into something that makes you feel good. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But, yeah. like, if, even if, like, me and her were, like, to break off, I, I was still going go to go to church. Like, mm-hmm. I like when she was out in school in Hawaii, I was still going to church. I was still doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Like, she was gone for, I think, five months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was still going to church. Like, I had no one to go with, but I was still doing it, like, on my own, you know. One of the questions that were, were asked, because I, I put a poll also on Instagram asking questions, and some people kind of knew it was you. So they asked, was it difficult, since you're Hispanic, most Hispanics are either, like, majority are Catholic. Yeah, Catholic. And then there's some Christians. But there's also that stigma, like, with Hispanics being Mormon. Mm-hmm. They feel like it's, I don't know, it's it, it just weird. Did you ever get, like, 
weird looks from people or other Hispanics saying something about you? Um, not really. Like, I think they're just surprised. They're like, oh, like, we know your family, but like, you're just like the little black sheep. Like, you're the, mm-hmm. you're the Mormon kid. It's like, well, I don't drink. I don't smoke. Like, it is what it is. But like, I don't know. The, the thing I, I kind of like, at first you kind of notice it. It's like, oh, I'm the only like colored kid. But like, the guys that baptized me were uh, Polynesian, mm-hmm. which was weird because I was yeah. like, so like, they told me that Polynesians, like a lot of them are LDS. So yeah. a lot of them are Mormon. And then they're like, but like a lot of the people that serve their missions, they're like, they're all mostly in Latin America. They're yeah. like Costa Rica, yeah. Guatemala. And there's like a huge Mormon community. You just don't hear about it yeah. kind of a thing. So I was just like, oh, that's pretty dope. Like they would just tell me these like cool little facts. And mm-hmm. I-, I was born and baptized Catholic, but I feel like that, that shouldn't be the thing, especially when you're that young. Mm-hmm. You should have a, a choice. Yeah. You know, I think you should be able to grow up and have the yeah. choice that you want, not just forced into a, yeah. a, a religion. I just feel like that's just the norm, I guess. Yeah. Me- Mexicans, I feel like that's the norm. And then obviously, you know, we like to party and drink and stuff. Yeah. And that doesn't go well with like, the <laughs> LDS community. Yeah. And Is that something that you cannot do? Well, it's not like you can't do it. They have something called the word of wisdom. It's not like a doctrine or anything like, hey, you can't drink coffee. You can't, mm. you know, it's just... Basically, it tells you, like, you have to take care of your body because when you die, you it's get... like a temple. Yeah, you get your body back, and you don't want your body to be, like, damaged from, like, alcohol stuff and, like, you know, liver cancer and all that mm-hmm. stuff that drugs do to you. So mm-hmm. it's just basically, like, keep your body right so in the afterlife you get your body back. You're not, you know... Yeah, because, I, I mean, I don't know hundred like everything that there is about, you know, being Mormon. And that's one thing that a lot of people think that if you're Mormon, you, you're like a goody two shoes, you have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And the people that I know that are Mormon, they're just like regular people. Yeah. yeah. They just, you know, believe in, you know, that way. Yeah. So. I, I do drink, you know, energy drinks here and there. Cause <laughs> it's like, sometimes my work schedule, I'm just like super up mm-hmm. early and it's just like, you have to stay awake. So I'll have like, you know, a rock star bang energy drink here and there. Yeah, I think it just depends on yeah. the person. Like, some people are really, really, like, strict on all that stuff, but some are pretty chill and yeah. laid back. And I like, have my Diet Coke. Not a Diet Coke, but I have a Coke <laughs> here and there. You know, my Dr. Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, some people don't even drink stuff no, like that? No, because it has caffeine. Yeah, it has caffeine in it, yeah. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It, so Center, it's, like, man. super hardcore like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting right now. I'm, yeah. I'm having a Diet Coke. Hey, Coke. Sponsored by Coke today. <laughs> yeah, sponsor the podcast. <laughs> What did you go into uh, college for? What, was there a certain major you were looking so, at? So, no, I just went there just to, like, literally just to have the experience, like, the college experience. And, like, when they, like, ask you, like, hey, what are you majoring? And I'd be like, mm, like <laughs> women's studies, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And I, like, I, I, sti- uh, I, stick, I stuck with uh, sociology and social work. Mm. Cause it's like, you know, I always like wanted to like help out the community yeah. be able to do something like that. I don't know. I, did, I didn't love all the schoolwork. And mm. when you look at the pay, you're like, man, like invested in like the yeah. community and you're getting paid like crap. Like, yeah. why do I want that? And then when I went to uh, Hawaii, I, I kind of wanted to do more of like uh, medical stuff. So like sonography, like x-ray and sonography, um, learn that stuff. Mm. But then that like, they ended up not having my program. So I was just there to essentially play mm-hmm. yeah. and that's when I stopped. Like, I, like after that year, like semester, like I stopped and I went dated or married my wife and started working a full time job. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until like I got a different job that I started going to school because they were doing like tuition reimbursement. And I started going to business because it's like that's what my job was going to be paying for was business classes. So yeah. 
I started taking that stuff, but I didn't even like it, dude. Like, mm-hmm. like I was saying, I was telling Edgar, like, I don't even know what I want to do with my life yet. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I want to get a college degree in or anything yeah. like that. So, yeah. But I, I do want to get one because, like, being a firefighter, if you, like, get hurt, like, you know, if you can't work, you can't, you're not going to be a yeah. firefighter. Like, you have to find something that will help you out. So, did she, did she graduate? Yeah, she graduated in like uh, family study. I forget what her degree is. She's probably gonna hope she doesn't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably she's gonna see your name. She's, she's probably gonna see. She's like, yeah, and she'll <laughs> listen to it. She's like, you don't know what my degree is. I'm like, I'm sorry, I forget what it is. But right now, she works for this company. I think it's called Simply Sage, and she does her marketing stuff. So. Okay, but it, her degree is not in marketing. Oh, I, I think I, I saw that you shared that a little while back ago that she got, or somebody shared it. That she got a job doing that. Yeah. And she also works for, uh, I think, uh, what's, dude, I'm going to get in trouble from this. <laughs> uh, but it's like a women's empowering business for women. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hustle Project mm-hmm. is what oh, okay. it's called. And so, like, it's a group of women that come together. And she also does her marketing there, too. Oh, nice. So, it's crazy that she has, like, what, marketing what, jobs and doesn't have a degree. What in was her degree? In? It's oh. more like for, like, she really wants to do with, like, adoption Mm-hmm. And that's what she, that's what her, I think it's like family studies or something like mm-hmm. that. Okay. And that's her like dream job is to help people with like adoptions mm-hmm. and making it more easy and less expensive. So after she, did you stay until she graduated? Like in Hawaii? No. So she graduated just last year, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we, three kids later, we, we finally got her. She finally got her degree. Now it's my turn. So Was she going, did you enroll back here or? Yeah. What? She went to BYU, Idaho. So how long were you guys in Hawaii for? Oh, uh, she was there for the full year. I was just there for the semester. Also, oh, you only got to enjoy it for that semester. Yeah, yeah. it was the winter semester. So. It was the winter semester. <laughs> oh, you get to skip out on snow over here. Yeah, man, that was awesome. <laughs> I come back, my lips are all chapped, and I'm like, oh, it's so freaking cold. <laughs> <laughs> so after after that, you said you got a full-time job. What, what were you doing then? So I was working for Malaluka. My brother helped me out get a job out there, and uh, I was just doing, like, their telephone sales. And, like, dude, I honestly hated it. Like, Malaluka's a good company, you know? Some people like thrive in that place and yeah i just wasn't for me and uh so i ended up leaving ended up getting like a summer sales job in arizona and uh it wasn't for me either pastor <laughs> alarm uh it was alarm so mm-hmm. yeah when we were selling there people were telling us like yeah this is, this isn't the season like right now we're doing pest control and it's like mm-hmm. well i just signed this freaking contract how long did you have to be out there so we were there from january to i think we moved back in august Oh, and like, dang, dude, that's so long. Yeah, yeah, and it sucked because we we still ended up cutting the our um, apartment comp, comp contract early because uh-huh. I think it was for a year, so we yeah. had to pay out of pocket for that. And then it's just like that was like the first time we ever struggled, man. Like yeah. we had a dog, we had like a, a not even a year old kid, uh-huh. and like the job that I had wasn't paying super well. So it's like either me and you eat. Mm. Or in our kid and dog don't eat, mm. or we feed our dog and kid, mm. and we don't eat. So there was times like we were super hungry, man. Like, Dang. Yeah, and it was crazy. And Did you have your family out there? No, it was just me and her. Oh. So it was just like, and it, like you know, being like newlyweds, you like you don't want to ask for help. You don't want to be like, yeah. hey, like we don't have money to eat, we don't have money to go to work. Mm. It was a struggle, dude, and like it made me like really appreciate her more, and like yeah, just what I had in Idaho and that's why we moved back. Yeah. yeah. You said you ended up like cutting that contract short cause it, it, it just wasn't paying. Yeah. It wasn't paying what I, like what they basically promised. Yeah. You know, summer sales. Like, well, yeah. They, they sell you like, Oh yeah, you're going to make like 30,000 in yeah. this amount of time. And, and yeah. it just wasn't there. And we were just Mm-mm. like, crap. And then I moved back, got a job 
at a bank and like stayed there until 20, just recently when I got this new job, mm. 2020. Some of the people requested you said, because you're, you are now a full-time firefighter, right? Mm. So what made you decide to get into, I mean, being a firefighter? Yeah. So we moved back 2014, um, 2016, 2017, I think I had one of like one of my good buddies from like elementary school. Like we went from elementary school to like my first year of college. Mm. Dude ended up dying out of cancer, like out of the blue. Dang. Like we found out he got like cancer in August. I think he died in like December and we're like, holy crap. And this dude was like a pilot. Like he was living mm-hmm. like his goals. Mm-hmm. And I'm like on a desk, like what the hell am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not living to my potential. I'm just here giving out loans to people and, you know, having their dreams come true. Like, oh, you're getting your car, you're getting your boat, you're getting your house. And yeah. you're like, that's dope. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, I'm just like here helping other people. Like, what do I want to do with my life? And I was mm-hmm. like, I always wanted to be a, like someone helping out the community and yeah. firefighter is just like the first thing like yeah. popped in my mind i was like i needed like that's what i want to do mm-hmm. so like i looked into it um i asked my buddies about it and because i had some a couple of firefighter friends and they they like really helped me out and they just basically told me to start here you know try to apply anywhere that's hiring even if it's like a place that you don't want to work at mm-hmm. so i applied for like blackfoot fire pocatello fire idaho falls fire boise fire and it's like, there's like a test that you have to take. So if you pass the test or score high enough, you take the physical portion of it. Mm. And then if you pass your physical, you go on to the interview section of it. Mm. And um, the first time I didn't do score so high just because it was all still kind of new to me and I still hadn't like completed A, B, and C steps. Mm-hmm. The second time Idaho Falls was like doing their testing, I scored really high and I finished like my step one. Mm-hmm. And... I find out that I, I missed the inner, the physical portion by decimals. And I was so <laughs> upset, dude, because I was like, I know if I can get an interview, I, I think I got a good spot because yeah. I feel like I interviewed pretty well. And, dude, I met, like I think that cutoff was like 84.4 and I got 84.19. So I was like, oh, my <laughs> gosh, dude, this is ridiculous. And at the time, I was volunteering with the fire department. Um, they kind of do the same thing, and I, and I passed their physical and their, their – um, test so like i was working with them and it was a good experience yeah. um they taught me a lot and then eventually inl started doing their portion and i ended up getting on with them so like when you're looking into that is there a certain like process you're supposed to work for somebody first no well the, the thing is like a lot of places don't won't hire you if you don't have like an emt that's mm-hmm. your emergency medical technician um so like if you if you like let's say you score high with idaho falls and you like pass your physical they want you to have your EMT by the time you get hired. Mm-hmm. So usually when they're, they're going to offer you the job, it's going to be like a two-week notice. Like, oh, can you get it in two weeks? No, it's like a six-month process. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like you have to – essentially that's like your 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 key to get into the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have your paramedic, that's that's like your golden ticket. Like I think Idaho Falls gives you like 10 extra credit points to your test. So even if you score an 80 yeah. and you get those 10 extra points, you're at a 90 and you're like top of the list for, mm-hmm. for that essentially. So where did you have to take the EMT? So the EMT, I took it through uh, College of Eastern Idaho. Um, there's other like other schools that do offer it, but that was just like the cheapest for me at the time. And the one that worked with my schedule because they were doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes, and there were four-hour classes. And that, how long? Yeah, um, it was from August to I think I, te- I finished the class in December. Oh, dang. And uh, did you, were you able to find a, a job right after that? No. So I think I got my... Uh, EMT in 2018 because it just expired last month. So there's a process you have to keep it to stay renewed. So I I got it in 2018. 
Um, and I, I got hired with 2017, mm-hmm. and they were doing an EMT class too, but I ended up already having mine by the time they finished theirs. During this time that you're uh, like volunteering for them or like working for them, did they ever take you on like some crazy like calls and things like that? Well, with, it's like basically you're on call. So if you can answer the call or if like you, you can definitely go. Um, but if it's like you're if you're at work, you know, your your main obligation is to your main job because mm-hmm. it's like you're, you're paid call. So if you can come to the call, you'll, you'll get paid for it. Mm-hmm. So like the most like crazy stuff I did is the car accidents. Mm-hmm. That's most of my experience with them is car accidents and like carbon monoxide alarms. Mm-hmm. I never got to go on a fire. They had like, I think three fires in the time I, I was working with yeah, them. I don't feel like there's a lot of fires here, like yeah. house fires. Recently there has house. been though. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Like 4th of July, I think there was like two major house fires. And I was We're, like, dang. Did you, did you go to any of those? No, cause that's Idaho Falls. So oh. they, they usually, they stay with their section. So Ammon will stay with Ammon. And then Idaho Falls will be Idaho Falls. They kind of help out like Iona. They have like a a, a, um, a county contract, mm-hmm. so they they can help out with like Yukon and places like that. But I know I'm strictly at the I know like we're more more commercial commercial based firefighting. All, so you just stay like I- I- anything within the site, the one here in town or the one out, in, the one out in the desert. So you have to go out there. Mm-hmm. And then you were telling me that you have to. Your schedule is 48 hours on? Yep, so I have 48 on, 96 off. Um, so I'm there for 48 hours straight. You know, I eat, sleep. Mm-hmm. We do our all of our training there. And then once our shift's over, we go home. And then... How was that in the beginning? Um, was it, it a little weird? Like, it's not... It, it is kind of hard to get used to because it's just like... You don't know what to do, like, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a new job. Like, you're, like, you're still trying to get, like, the, the hang of everything. Mm-hmm. But I like it. I enjoy it a lot just because it's like I have time with my family. Yeah. You know, I don't know if my wife loves it too much because I'm <laughs> home all the time now. So. <laughs> um, you got a call. Yeah, like, shouldn't you go at work or do something? Yeah, I guess I could. How, how did she feel knowing that you wanted to be a firefighter? Because it, it can be yeah, dangerous. So she was like nervous. Like this last week we actually, there was the Lost River fire and I got called into work at two in the morning and she was like, Please be careful. Don't do anything stupid. It's like, well, yeah, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to go rain dance in the middle of the fire. So we had that. And she she gets nervous. She's she's more nervous because she's, like, home by herself. And, like, yeah. we have our two dogs that, like, make her feel safe. But I'm like, eh, throw a stake in the yard. Your, your, your protection's gone. Yeah, yeah. So is that the, the wildest thing that you've seen out there so far? Yeah. And it wasn't even that wild. It was just like a little brush fire. Like we we got it under control like by like six in the morning. Is the training they make you do pretty intense? Um, it is like it it makes you kind of like you know you'll you'll find out your fears kind of with that. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know I was claustrophobic until um, we were doing our RIT training. Mm-hmm. Um, RIT training is basically uh, like self rescue mm-hmm. rescuing that down firefighter. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, this thing called the entanglement prop, and it's just like a box that you can barely like squeeze your shoulders in, and there's wires everywhere, and you have to like get through one side of the box to the other side of the box, and it basically simulates like a collapse building, you know, you have a oh. telephone wire, so you're basically just like in there, mm-hmm. and they black out your mask, so you can't see anything, <laughs> oh, so you're like wiggling in this small box, and it's like you're on air, mm-hmm. and you're just like you can't move, and like panic just sets in because you yeah. can't move. You have your alarm going off because if, if you don't move for like 30 seconds, your alarm starts going off because mm-hmm. it shows like, hey, we have a down firefighter. Go find that sound and try to rescue it. So you just have this 
ring and sound over and over again and you're just like oh my gosh and you just got to find your happy place there's just a lot of things going on yeah and you just can't move and you're just like this is the worst thing ever like that's uh-huh. the first time i ever found out i was claustrophobic i always thought i was afraid of heights uh-huh. no nah, man i'm claustrophobic like uh-huh. <laughs> did you freak out like did you were you able to complete it or the yeah so like they had to cut me out so like they had to cut some wires so i can like keep going but like dude yeah dude and it's it's scary i don't i hate that place <laughs> i get like ptsd from it like <laughs> do you really yeah like from like if they're telling hey we're doing the entanglement prop today i'm like this is <laughs> I don't know if I can cuss, but dang. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I'm just like, dang, like can I, I don't feel good today. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but like the other stuff that we do for like that sort of training, like the, the writ training, like it's jumping out of windows, um, like propelling down a building, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I, that's stuff I like. like yeah. Playing with fires is always fun. Like when we, they're like, hey, we're training today. We're going to be in the, in the tower mm-hmm. burning stuff. It's a big smile on my day. I'm like, yeah. yes. Do they do they do training like with with your like mental, like I guess like with that kind of stuff like how you're saying you're claustrophobic, how you yeah. can like so calm like, yourself down. Yeah, they basically say like, hey, find your happy place. Like you know, if you like are stuck, kind of like push yourself back, see where you're like caught up on, mm-hmm. and try to like feel your way. So it's like they like they're not just gonna like laugh at you and be like, yeah, yeah. this dude's still stuck in there. It's yeah. an hour later. Come mm-hmm. on. But like, yeah, they like really help you out. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I if I could describe like the the fire department, it's like a brotherhood. Yeah. Like it's like a big frat house almost mm-hmm. sometimes because yeah. like we just do a bunch of dumb stuff mm-hmm. half the time and get paid to do fun stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, kind of like what he was saying. Do you guys have some sort of like uh, training, like for your your mental? Not necessarily like tr- like essential training, but like they like just they tell like hey breathe like breathing techniques. Yeah, like skip breathing, you know. Um, just stuff to like maintain your oxygen levels, mm. you know, so you're not like depleting your, your yeah. oxygen. Because obviously you can get like the adrenaline going too, and you can yeah. So I guess not be focused. Yeah, they just basically tell us like, hey, don't get tunnel vision, just like calm down. Did you ever consider like maybe this is not for me? Um, or at any point? No, because like again, like it's such a brotherhood, like. They, they they hype you up so much. Like, mm-hmm. dude, you can do it. Like, you yeah. can do this in your sleep. I know you can. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you just like, you push on because like they're giving you that confidence. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you never had any of that, like, you you could complete it. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, they pump you up so like much that it's like, I got to do this for them. Like, mm-hmm. can't just do it for me. What other like physical trainings do they make you guys go through? Um, so during Academy, we had uh, morning workouts. Some of those were like really good, and sometimes they just, they sucked because they just like beat the crap out of you. Like the workouts, like we have this training tower that's like six stories, and mornings they're like, all right, we're just gonna run stairs for the full hour. Dang. Probably with all your gear too. With, huh? Yeah, with all of our gear. So we're just well, not all of it. Like we'll have our our like our structure pants and coat. We won't mm-hmm. have the tank on us, but we'll just start running. And it's just like fifteen minutes in, you're like everybody's still going, and you're just like, oh gosh, I hate this, and then. You know, you're out there, like you finish that lap and you just want to talk to talking to the dinosaurs is what I call it, but it's throwing up. So I just go over to the corner and just do that. And then like once that's done, you like recover, just go back and go back in formation and the next person will go out there talking to the dinosaurs, dude. It's that was like the worst workout that I that I remember because we'll we'll do it like We'll do it like on a Wednesday and then we'll have like a recovery run the next day. We'll run for like three miles and it's just like <laughs> recovery run. <for laughs> yeah, three miles. like I hate running. Like this is You're the like, worst. I'm still dying from yesterday. Yeah. Uh, 
But like that, and then a lot of it, like so during the academy, you, you just gotta learn like the, the job is mm. essentially what it's for. Yeah. But that morning part workout where you're just running stairs is just the worst. Was there some people who actually quit during the whole? No, we training? we didn't have any people quit on our academy, which is good. Um, we had some people that did get injured, so like they couldn't do some of the the personal training. But like it's not like they're gonna be looked down down upon from like from the staff. Mm. They're just gonna be like, all right, he's injured, like. We can see why he's not running the stairs today or, you know, doing the circuit workout. Do they give you time to recover or, like, if you're injured, you have to jump on the next next Mm -hmm. class? They give you time to recover. Because, like, they don't want to bring you online, like, with an injury already because then it's, like, it's a liability. Like, oh, if we actually get, like, a fire going on and they're already hurt from their knee and all of a sudden it just gives out in the fire, we have to put someone in danger to save them plus, you know, have someone to cover them at that time Mm -hmm. too. I'm glad you're explaining some of these things because some people don't know uh, the process you have to go through. Is it almost kind of like the the? I mean, you could say the the army. Then yeah, like in the beginning, some people call it like a paramilitary experience. Like you know, you you have your like your chiefs. You go yes sir, no sir. Like show them respect and all that stuff. But it's not like they're yelling at you like get on the floor, give me ten. <laughs> it's like all right, like I'll give you ten pushups. But no, it's like like our I think our workouts are are set up that way. Like uh, we had a chief that was, I think, I think he's Navy. So he, when he would lead our workouts and we would do our, like our recovery ones, he would, we would have it, like we'd be running in formation and he'd give us a little chant stuff like that. Mm. He was a cool guy. His name's <laughs> Chief Sandoval. Shout out to him. Yeah. Cause I remember back in, uh, we had a, when I was wrestling in middle school, we had a dude, I, I forgot what he was, army or name, like I forgot what he was. But he was an asshole. <laughs> he would yell at us like, uh, like when we go like training, they would take us up to, what is it, Targi? We would do training in, like on the hills, running up and down, and he would yell at us like, "You pussy!" Like run up, like, <laughs> like we're a bunch of middle school kids, and like we're getting yelled, yelled at by this guy. <laughs> Everybody hated him, and uh, during that time. Uh, we all stayed in, it was like some sort of cabin or something. We were all there and we were just like laughing, having fun. Mm-hmm. And he was upset. He got mad. It was like three in the morning. He got us all up and we had to go run. We, <laughs> ran. <laughs> we yeah. ran, I think it was like three or four miles. Like, like it was dark. We couldn't see anything. We were just running. Yeah, dude. So like what I think our first run, we actually ended up, it was because like, we started Academy in February. And, like, I think our first run, it was like negative 10 degrees. Jeez. I'm complaining about it. I'm pretty sure there's worse <laughs> people that have a like have worse running experience but we were out there and just like a reflective vest running and i was like this is the worst and i was like cramping up but i didn't want to be like the last one in like the line so i was just trying to keep up i'm like i'm hurting right now (laughs) thanks so that's good that you never actually thought about quitting you know what i mean Mm because a lot of people will see something and will just feel uncomfortable or like yeah like i can't do it i I feel like somebody who also is claustrophobic would have quit when you were trying to do that entanglement, what was it called? Entanglement prop, yeah. Yeah. Knowing like, oh, I have to do this or this be uh, something that happens in the potential future. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that would be. But the thing is when we do those props, they don't give us the tools to like e- just get ourselves out of it. Because if, if we had like our shears, we could cut ourselves out of it. Mm-hmm. But they're like, hey, we're not using tools. Like you're in there and you're just trying to get out, you know, tool free essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it. it I think it would come down to how you got stuck. Like, what if you got stuck and you couldn't move your arms? Yeah. And that's essentially it because, like, depends on how you go in. Like, if you go in, like, swimming, Mm. you can, like, easily just move the wires up. Mm. But you can't – you don't have that full rotation because your arm is just getting stopped by the the wall. But also, I guess it would teach you, like, not to depend on the tools because they're not always going to be there. Correct. Or you could drop them or whatever. 
And then the other one that I, I kind of, we, we do this section called structural collapse and you basically are just breaking concrete the whole day. Mm-hmm. And that one's like a good, it was a tiring one, but like it, it makes you realize like, hey, like always have your tool. Mm-hmm. Um, the tool I like to carry is the the um, sledgehammer just because it's like if I ever need to bust some concrete, I have that tool rarity there mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. So like it kind of just makes you like realize what tool you like to use and other people like to carry the axe, but I'm like, oh. I like the sledgehammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say that it, it's something that you, you're glad you got into? Um, yeah. Um, essentially, not just because of, like, the experience I'm getting, but, like, the, the medical portion of it, like, like, if anything were to happen to, like, my kids, I'm not, like, in a vulnerable spot. Like, oh, let's call 911. Like, I'll still call 911. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, like, let's see what we have here. Like, oh, you broke your leg, you broke your wrist. Like, I can check for that mm-hmm. without having to be, like, fearful of... Like it's something worse. Yeah. Like I, I'll feel comfortable like taking care of my own mm-hmm. kids or my, my family or anything yeah. like that. So just like the, the peace of mind that I get from it. How, how do your kids see it? Cause like, they're like, my dad's a fireman. <laughs> um, so yeah, at first they were like super pumped about it and I don't know what we were doing. I think we were at a friend's house and they were watching like Chicago fire or something like that. <laughs> and there was like a scene where this like roof falls on the guy and he ends up burning his chest and my youngest, my second youngest boy, his name is Madden. He was like, Dad, I don't want to be a fireman anymore. Because he just saw that. I'm like, dude, like, that, this guy wasn't even, he was in a building with, like, no protection on. Like, yeah. of course he's going to get burned. <laughs> this guy like, doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, this is, this is, this is Hollywood, but, like, you don't have to worry about it. But, like, they just, the, the, the biggest thing they always ask me is, like, when you're coming home, like, are you working today? Yeah. No, like, I'm, I'm here for four days, but, like, don't worry about it. And how long have you been doing it? So I got hired on with essentially I was doing their volunteer stuff and that was back in 2017. So I've been a firefighter for almost three years now. Almost three years? Yeah. I remember you would send me like snaps and stuff, like little things of of like fire stuff. And how come you really didn't tell anybody until you actually became? The the thing is like a lot of the stuff, like you can't post a lot of the stuff. There's like a a public information officer that you kind of have to like get stuff approved. So like as long as it doesn't show like your logos or your like company that you work for, um, you can post whatever you want. So a lot of the stuff, like if I had like, you know, my turnouts on, they usually said like I know fire or whatever it may be. So I didn't want to get myself into trouble for stuff like that. So like if we're like just lighting up fires and doing stuff like I would snap that Mm because like it's just training that we're doing. It's not like. We're not showing people's property being burned down or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I, I just kind of kept it a secret just because it's like, it's no one really needs to know. Like, yeah. I'm not like a I'm not like a celebrity or anything. <laughs> people don't know, need to know when I'm in the toilet or anything like that. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember you also sent me like a, it was a snap of the certificate, I think it was. Yeah. Like when you finally graduated. So Firefighter 1, it was like, I think it's 120 hours of like stuff that you have to do. And it was just like, man, like I finally did it. Like... This base, this little piece of paper says like I can do the job, and mm-hmm. I know the basic skills to get me, you know, yeah. into like any type of fire department. And it just feels good, man. Like it was just like your degree essentially. Yeah. But then I find out like, hey, there's fire too. You have your driver operator. You have your engineer. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's a bunch of other stuff. I have to get <laughs> Are you planning on getting like moving up? Yeah. So eventually, I do. I do want to be the the operator. So like the person that drives the trucks. Operates the pumps, you know, gives people water. Fun. Is that like a whole different schooling training? Yeah, it's just a different training with it. Like you just, there's a lot of math, and I'm not very good with math. So I'm just kind of nervous. Is that? Yeah. You have to know how much to like. Yeah, because like they like they do gallons per minute. Like if you're at an incline, 
there's boy. math involved to that. There's 90 degree, 45 degrees, stuff like that. Your, um, what is it called? Your hydrant produces 120, and then your um, your pump only gives you 80 pounds per square or uh, gallons per minute. So it's uh-huh. just like you got to like figure out a way to like tweak it to get enough power for your hose. Yeah, there's huh. math for everything, That's man. Cool. Dang, and and then especially like in a real world situation, you have to like figure all that out. Yeah, really like fast. under pressure. You have your guys in there in the burning building. Like, yeah. hey, like they need water. They like <laughs> like with your calculator. Or something. Like, oh, he pulls floor. out his he pulls out his phone. He's like, hold on, how many? Like, I gotta qu- who do I call? <laughs> yeah, dude, like you don't want them going in there with a limp hose, and it's like, oh crap, that's on me, kind of a thing. I, I think that's cool, especially for like what you're doing right now for your kids, because it, I mean, they follow suit. You know what I mean? Like they see my dad's a firefighter. Um, I want to do something similar, and you, you'll be able to like push them to whatever yeah. they want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because like I didn't like you learn a lot of the history of your job when you're when you actually get hired on. And um, one of the questions that I thought was always weird is like, are you like first generation? I thought they were talking about like immigrant. I'm like, yeah, I'm first generation. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm the first one. Like, they're like, no, like. Was your dad a firefighter? Was like anybody in your family like firefighter? It's like, oh no, like I'm the first one. And they're like, oh yeah, like my grandpa's a firefighter, my dad's a firefighter. It's like, so they have like generations of like mm, fire, like they stay in the family business essentially. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool. Like, yeah, that that could potentially be your one of your kids yeah. too, and like follow suit. That'd be crazy because they'll look up to you no matter what. Like what you do, if you're a banker, more than likely they're gonna look into finance, yeah, accounting, something like that. And now you're a firefighter, so. They'll probably look into being like a first responder or something along those lines, so yeah. which is cool. And then you you have that knowledge. Somebody else who wants to become a firefighter right now, what would you recommend? Like, what's the process that they should take right now? Um, the first thing I would say is like, you know, just apply anywhere. Like, get the experience of the test. Make sure you get your EMT. Like, just most essential is just get your EMT. A lot of places will will open up for you for that. Um, and it's just getting a Passing the test is just the hardest part. Like, if you get there, like, for example, for, like, uh, Idaho Falls, I think the first time I tested, they had, like, 120 applicants that were taking the test for one position. Like, it's very competitive. And I didn't know it was that competitive when I first applied. And it's, like, you know, kind of sucks. And uh, it's a long process. Like, it didn't happen overnight. It was, like, from me volunteering for a full two years to actually getting my first career position. Mm-hmm. Like that was, I thought that was, I thought two years was long, but there's people that have been volunteering trying to get full time for like ever, dude. Dang. Yeah. So would you, would you say get your EMT before you try to apply like for like, yeah, essentially just get your EMT first. Like that's usually your, your key to the door. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll help a lot. And is, is that, uh, is there, do they offer scholarships for that or is that? All no, that's pocket? basically, that was all out of my pocket. Like, if there's a scholarship, I'd, I'm not sure about it. Like, I know, like, my nephew, his school offers, like, a career explorations kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me that they offer, like, an EMT class there. And I'm like, dude, if that's something you would want to do, like, I would take it because then it's free. Yeah. And then you're, like, a certified EMT when you graduate. Like, that's dope. Yeah. yeah. So people can get almost an idea around how much is it to do. Yeah, I think so. Once it was all said and done with, like, my class, my exam, because you have to pay for your exams, yeah. mm-hmm. um, your equipment, it was, like, 1500 bucks, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Not terribly expensive, but... I mean, yeah, it's kind of yeah. pricey. Yeah. So, 1500 around, it, prices change all the time. Too, yeah. So, get your EMT, apply it at different 
Yeah, just apply anywhere. Like, what about physical wise? Should you recommend like them be at a certain physical? Yeah. Um, essentially, like the because there's different types of tests. Like each department, something different. Like I think East Coast does more of a CPAT. I think it's called the CPAT. Um, and then out here we do the firefighter challenge. Um, essentially, you just have to run four flights of stairs, carry walk carrying a, a hose bundle that weighs like fifty pounds, and then you drop the hose and then start pulling another pose rack from the uh, the four stories to the top of that story and mm-hmm. then set it down and then you're running back down. Um, and then there's something called the Kaiser sled mm-hmm. and you basically have to hit it. It, uh, it simulates forcible entry. So it's basically you hitting the sled until you push it back. I, th- I believe it's five feet. Um, and then once you do that, you have to like jog zigzag through these cones and then you grab a hose that's fully charged and then pull it, I think, uh, I don't want to say 100 feet, and then show water. And that hose, that's when it's fully charged, weighs like, I would say like 70, 70 pounds. And then once that's done, you have a dummy carry, and you have to just pull it back another 100 feet. And then you have to do this all on your bunker gear and then on oxygen under seven minutes. So if you can do that, like, you're you're pretty golden on that. So you got to be pretty pretty physically active. So you don't go in, because you I remember seeing you a while back ago, and you've cut down a lot of weight. How, how much have you lost so far? Um, so, I don't know. I'm kind of embarrassed to say this. But I, I, w- I was weighing 270 at a point in my life, and now I'm at currently at 243. So, so about 27 pounds, yeah. yeah that's not bad. Yeah. And then uh, they keep you active, too. Yeah, so um, part of our job is you have to work out for an hour. So when you're on shift, you have to work out for an hour. Um, you can be more, it can be less, but that's the, well, no, it can't be less than an hour, but (laughs) like the minimum is an hour, but like, I'm usually there for like an hour and a half because where where I work, it's, it's commercial. So it's, it's kind of the most calls that we get is usually EMS calls. So medical stuff and Mm -hmm. not very many fire. So we have kind of quite a bit of spare time on our hands. Yeah. Like you, you have to be fit because like a lot of people don't know this, but like the, the, the biggest killer of firefighters, uh, cardiac arrest. Uh, oh, wow. So like firefighters are are fit, but we don't eat the healthiest. Mm. Essentially, you know, like some departments are really busy. So like, what do you got to like eat that's quick? You know, usually yeah, fast food. Yeah. yeah. So you just you know you have that poor diet, poor sleeping habits. You know, it's a bad mixture. But has your diet been? No, like <laughs> I bring all my food from home. Like I make sure like I have a salad. Like fruits and stuff like that i'll occasionally have like something like in like in splurge on but like yeah because i mean you shouldn't be embarrassed but you you know i used to almost wait yeah 70 yeah because i remember yeah you you got really fit though like i didn't get i'm not as fit <laughs> as you, like, you know? <laughs> no but you'll get there eventually especially yeah. with all the the training they make you do yeah and then you've been lifting with your i seen you post like snaps with your brother yeah he's also been getting into it too yeah recently. he's he, i think he's trying i think he said he was gonna try to you know competition pretty soon oh dang so he's just trying to cut weight and he's like i suck at cutting weight because I, I like to eat crap like, <laughs> don't we all man it's like don't we all don't we all but but yeah i want to thank you for coming on because uh that way people can get an idea of the process it takes and you didn't figure it out that you wanted to do firefighter overnight yeah you know what i mean it's surprisingly okay. like there's a lot like i thought i'd be one of the oldest guys i'm 30 and i was like oh, i'm gonna be one of the oldest guys there and I'm actually one of the younger guys. Like, I'm the third youngest in my academy. Oh, dang. Yeah. So I was like, dang, that's crazy. Yes. Yeah, it's never too late to do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some places do have, like, an age limit. Like, hey, like, you know, 
we want you to at least be here for five years. If you're going to retire in like two, like we're probably oh, not yeah. going to hire you. But like, if you can, if you're like, if you're fit enough to pass that test, the physical test, like they'll, they'll take a look at you. Yeah. Cause, uh, I mean, I went back to college when I was like 28, you know what I mean? And a bunch of young guys, but there's also some people, there was people who had retired and they wanted just to get a, a degree in something else. Mm -hmm. There's a dude that was like 60 something getting a degree in something different just because he had the time. Yeah, dude, I'm going to be one of those old guys too, going back to school pretty soon. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> are you, are you planning on going back? Yeah, I'm planning to go back. I don't know in what yet, but. Is it something related to, to. I can like there's a there's a fire service degree like for, I think it's fire like technology or something like that um, that you can get a degree in and like if you want to be a captain like that's something that they want you to have but I don't know if I like I do want to be a captain eventually but I don't know if I want to get a degree specifically just for that yeah like I'd want to get something I don't know yet maybe more medical because you know you can be a bad fireman and like eventually the building will burn down you know? <laughs> and you can be the worst fireman ever and that will happen. But, like, you can't be a bad medical person because it's, yeah. like, that person dies, you can't Dang. you can't really help out there. Mm -hmm. Dang. Well, like I said, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. I hopefully, like I said, you did get requested to be on because you also have a story. You, you showed people how, like, the process it takes to get into the, you know, become a firefighter. It's not, it's not something that you can just apply for and be like, hey, I'm yeah. a firefighter now. It takes a little bit of time, work, money. But like I said, thank you for coming on. Thank you guys for listening and... We'll see you guys on the next one. See you guys. See ya. Have a good one, guys. Nigga, the cops outside. Lock up the house. We keep the team on high. Some gold in their mouth. Nigga, the Porsche outside. With the top. She want to